Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Kebab Press. I hope all of you are keeping safe and are in great spirits. Today we have an interesting person with us, Mr. Navneesh Ramesh. He is a content and campaign manager. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Mr. Navneesh to the show. Hello, Navneesh. How are you doing? Hi, Akshaya. And hi, guys. Uh, I'm doing great, actually. Hope you're doing um, uh, good as well. And I wanted I'm to say thank you very much for inviting me to the show, you know. And I can tell you it's going to be a blast. So let's go. <laughs> thank you so much for being here on the show, Navneesh. I'm very thrilled to get started because being a content marketer myself, I think I have a personal bias towards today's episode. <laughs> and I definitely cannot wait to see what's in store for us, Navneesh. So before we dive into the topic, can you tell us a little bit more about who Navneesh is? Absolutely. It's interesting that you ask because I don't have a normal background, let's say. I mean, I, I was born in India. I was born in Madurai from the south, but I've only lived in India for about six years, you know. And then after that, I came into Europe. It's uh, it's about 27 years I've been living in Europe. Um, so I lived in Poland and uh, now in France for 20 years. Um, so I've had that chance to actually listen to a lot of stories, meet a lot of interesting people and be in an international um, environment all the time. And in terms of professionally speaking, um, I've ha I have around 10 years of experience and I've worked from small startups to huge multinationals in six different sectors of industry. So from pharmaceutical to insurance to video gaming, uh, technology, uh, enterprise solutions and transports. I also hear you have authored a book. Do you want to talk to us about that, Navneesh? Oh, wow. So I see that you've done a little bit of research on me. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, actually, when I, had, when I finished my MBA, uh, I had to write a thesis, but instead I wrote a book. Um, so um, it, it was about um, sensory marketing. It's quite a niche type of emotional marketing in um, uh, a field. And basically what it does is that um, we all have uh, different senses, right? Uh, seeing, speaking, smelling, touching, all of that. But um, what happens if you mix all of those five senses and give a marketing strategy? And that is what um, sensory marketing is. And it's um, uh, what I d had done on my book. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. That is very interesting. And if I could get an autographed copy from yours, I think that would be a privilege. <laughs> Sure, sure. I'll, I'll send one. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take, but uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> with pleasure. Thank you so much, Navneesh. So I also know that you have an interesting quote by Bruce Lee that you live by. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, basically it's a quote. Um, it's one of my famous quotes because um, Bruce Lee is, um, I look up to him as, as a mentor because um, discipline is quite important. And um, his, his quote is basically, it, it talks about water, uh, basically how water can be formless, shapeless, and adapts to different containers, you know? If you pour water into a cup, it fills the cup. And if you pour water into anywhere else, it, it fills it. So in terms of that, as a marketeer, you have to be flexible. And especially in content marketing, you have to adapt your words, the strategies, uh, according to your audience and the sector of industry. So I, I thought that it, was my, it, it would be a great match. So I... I, I I keep using it, whoever I speak with. And I think he, I quote Bruce Lee and he finishes it by saying, if you can be anything, be the water, my friend. So I exactly. think that's a great piece of advice to follow and we will get the ball rolling right away. So this episode is going to be a playbook of sorts when it comes to content marketing. 
And I'm going to throw it open to you, Navneesh. Sure, great. Great, great. Thanks for throwing the floor down to me. <laughs> um, so, so basically, um, during these years, uh, these 10 or so years that I've been working, I've learned something about the audience, you know. Um, I say this to everyone. People don't buy goods and services. They buy benefits. They buy experiences. They buy relations, stories, and magic. And my job has always been to get these stories across uh, by using different content marketing strategies uh, to create this magic. And um, currently, right now, as you've been noticing, uh, content marketing has seen a boom, and many of the world's biggest brands want a piece of this slice uh, because if they neglect it, it's way more risky. And this is simply because uh, it's 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 a powerful tool that content marketing because it reaches the customer interest and engagement, but uh, you have to use it correctly. And um, this is what I want to lead into. Um, I've seen that many small startups or small businesses, they cannot actually get that content marketing right. And I was just going to, to run you through maybe three or four examples of why these um, people cannot um, get that click, you know, with content marketing. So um, l let me start with um, one, one example. Um, you know, when you see a lot of um, companies um, with content marketing, they fail because um, they think that once they create this content and publish it, their job is done. And then people are just going to start rolling in and uh, convert, you know. I mean, this is wrong. Um, unless you're incredibly lucky or you're the most famous company in the world, uh, you have to put in the effort. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And um, companies need to um, really focus on this promotion strategy, which is important because you need to be able to get across your uh, solutions to your customers in the correct or proper medium. And so my advice to these companies is that um, focus on who it's for and how you're going to push it and then come back and focus on what you're going to talk about because this way you get this framework or structure, you know, into your content feel um, free to interrupt me, you know, ask me questions and stuff. Because if you let me talk, I'll, I can keep talking for, for ages. <laughs> sure, sure. I will if I have to. Please go. Sure, sure. And so secondly, uh, I've noticed that um, these companies um, focus so much on SEO keywords and algorithms that they completely forgot, uh, forget about that, the human nature, you know. Uh, to, to give you a story, um, it, it's a funny one, actually. I was at a conference recently, and I heard a story from a seasoned uh, SEO professional about how he ranked an entire website just using a lorem ipsum text. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he ranked a complete website with fake words. Wow. So for me, this is <laughs> so for me, this is completely wrong and pointless. And um, and honestly, uh, many businesses make this mistake of trying to uh, solely write uh, for search engines and to get on top of that top 10 or 20 uh, Google rankings, you know, but in the end, they completely forget about the humans that read it. Um, so my advice for these um, content marketers or, or businesses is to focus on writing that aims to solve a problem or to add value and to just have um, a comprehensive look at, uh, at your content strategy, you know, because if you write with value, automatically uh, you're going to rank higher uh, because you're creating things that, that is um, needed by this audience, you know? Mm -hmm. I definitely so, agree, especially I think I, I, I felt the uh, pressure myself and it's very easy to get lost in the world of SEO and keywords. But yeah, like you said, if you have the purpose in mind, if you have the why clearly sorted, I think your your uh, content is going to rank automatically on the first page of Google. 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, and um, another example I wanted to mention is that um, these small businesses, they think that content marketing requires such a huge budget, uh, but it, this, is, this is wrong again, um, because the, the fact is that they immediately think about paid advertising. Yeah, it's a form of content marketing, but it's not the only form. And actually here, uh, I would like to mention that you can even do content marketing on a shoestring budget. And I've done it. And um, actually here, I want to ask you a question, uh, Akshaya, um, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. So um, what do you think that every business has that's, that's an asset to them? I think the very identity of who they are and the story should be their asset. That's true, but there's something else that's uh, that's that's missing here. Every businesses have customers, so they're the heart of your business, you see, and the key to your low budget problems. And um, I've spoken with uh, a lot of C-level executives and business leaders, and uh, they never have the time to spend with customers. You know, they're they're always busy with so many things. And um, I also say this to many of my colleagues is spend at least one hour with a customer and I'll, trust me, you can get content worth a week. And let me elaborate that because when you talk to a customer, he speaks about his pain points, what his expectations are. He gives you ideas to improve your product or service. Uh, he tells you what the competition is doing and what his future needs are. So, I mean, you see how much info you get from customers? And if you use these, you can transform these into testimonials, videos, blog articles, webinars, quotes. You see the content here? And what did you invest? A simple phone call, <laughs> zero, you know? And you know what? Uh, it's not only customers. On the other side, you also have your sales. Speak to your sales. They can tell you actually how to do your content marketing strategy because every day they're, they're speaking to clients, you know? And uh, actually, um, another example I wanted to say, uh, this happens way too often. And um, as a content marketer, it's, um, it's quite depressing to see is that businesses, they keep selling. And this is quite wrong. Um, um, I mean, you're swamping people with ads, uh, pitches, uh, instead of giving relevant information. And um, sorry to tell you the truth, but nobody cares about your branding, you know? Uh, everyone is up to their neck and head with advertising and marketing. Uh, to give you an example, people see around uh, 3,000 to 20,000 ads per day. And uh, today's consumers, they immediately block out online marketing and sales content. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying branding is wrong, but if a brand only talks about themselves and corporate stuff, then that is wrong. And um, the point of your content marketing, again, is, is, is to build an audience that consumers share and that consumers trust, you know? So instead of selling, try maybe creating educational content, teach people. I mean, the, the products and services you have, provide them in an educational manner. The selling will automatically follow. It'll be in the background, you know, but the trust comes first, you know. I definitely agree with that, Namish. I mean, if you can uh, gain trust among the mind of your audience, I don't think you should invest a lot in promoting your product and sell like hot mm. pancakes by itself. Um, there's one more thing that I wanted to say is, um, 
another example is that businesses they focus too much on ROI. Yep, this magic word ROI, return on investment. Um, uh, just a couple of days ago, I spoke uh, with a marketing executive, and um, he he told me they're not seeing any ROI from their content marketing activities. So I, I asked him, um, so how long did you wait uh, from the moment that the content was used and published? And he told me, well, Nafnish, it's been more than a week. So, so, so the problem here is that most businesses, they expect to see results the very next day. They don't have this patience to, to wait and content marketing is, is a long-term investment. And um, honestly, you can be creating content, but you may not be sure if this content is going to click or not. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There's no pattern to it. So. Um, you cannot compare with your past content. You cannot compare um, uh, anything else uh, that you've done in the past. You know, each content has a different uh, objective. And what you have to do is um, you have to keep creating content consistently, try things out, analyze. And yeah, some, some content is going to fail. That's, that's in the game, you know. But if you don't keep trying, then you're never going to get to that huge bang of a campaign. So patience is a virtue. <laughs> indeed, indeed. One last point that I want to make is, uh, I mean, this is going to be my last point because uh, there's it's, it's a lot of a lot of things to say, but um, fear, um, fear of putting out bad content, fear thinking that if they publish something, that it's going to create a bad image. And so when you have this fear, um, you're you're thinking, okay, I'm going to offend client, what offend a client or someone in the industry, whatever I put out. I mean, you know what? You're not. Procter and Gamble. You're not Red Bull. You're a small organization. People out there don't know who you really are. So um, whatever you put out cannot possibly damage your um, your brand or your identity. So um, most people fall into this comfort zone of producing exactly what their competition produces. But that's boring, you know. You you really have to push and try different things. Make a tone for yourself. And uh, who knows? You know that mistake that you think that you're gonna make that might be your breakthrough. You know. So um, guys out there, uh, businesses out there, just focus on all of these things. Just let yourself loose. Content is there to be just flowing. You know. That's the, that's, that's the main um, takeaway here. I think that is beautifully put, Navneesh. Uh, I mean, everybody starts somewhere, and I definitely empathize with you if you're starting out just as a new brand. I know it can be really intimidating, especially when the market has multiple long-standing players. But everybody starts somewhere, and I think you definitely should go for it. Exactly. So. Yeah, just take that first step. Mm -hmm. Are there any other common pitfalls? when it comes to content marketing? Um, there is, and I've seen this uh, most often with huge multinationals actually, um, mm -hmm. because um, what they do, I'll, I'll tell you the general process what a huge multinational does. Um, they hire a marketing person with a marketing degree. They completely trust that person because of this degree, and so this person creates a strategy. It may be right, it may be wrong, but most of the times it's wrong. Um, so this guy or girl creates accounts on every single social media channel. He starts posting um, posts, tweets, all of that, and he sets up paid ads with no real consistency. You know, he, he decides to push out blog articles to get some SEO working, and in the end, what happens? You spend a lot of money, but he gets no uh, ROI. What's the problem here? Uh, the problem here is that um, 
content marketing, it's not something that works alone. You have to work with different departments. You have to work with customers. You have to work with sales. Um, you have to work with your um, internal employees as well, you know. Um, so um, every multinational do it this way because the competition does it, because every other multinational does it. So um, when you actually sit down uh, across the table uh, as a project group and understand your buyer's persona, the buyer's journey, then automatically things fall into place. And um, just um, follow this process and it, it's going to make life simple for you and for the audience because you don't want to confuse them. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think being consistent with what you're trying to convey is a very important factor when it comes to content marketing. And also since you've spoken about strategizing, I want to ask you, what yeah. is the importance of strategizing content? Because if you're not going to plan and if you're going to just start creating content sporadically, I think it's only fair to expect results that are sporadic as well. So how do you overcome that? How do you devise a foolproof content strategy? Um, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a great point because strategy is actually the key of content marketing. Um, and it, it all starts with, um, as I recently mentioned, the buyer persona. This is when you actually analyze your audience, um, who they are, uh, where they are, uh, what they're doing, what are their requirements. And then after that, once you get a clear picture, okay, I'm going to be selling to this person that needs this, you need to look at um, the, the buyer's journey which is basically um, contains, I mean, uh, three stages. You have the awareness stage, you have the consideration stage, you have the decision stage. And now your client can be in any of these stages, you know, because um, awareness is what? Uh, the, the client recognizes that there's a problem, uh, but he's, uh, and consideration is searching actively uh, for a solution and decision is, okay, I know what I need, I'm gonna buy it. And if you push content that does not fit to any of these stages, then you're gonna fail. And it's not also that, uh, certain types of content works specifically for certain stages. So you really have to um, uh, plan things out, you have to have an editorial, you have to plan from the beginning, okay, I'm gonna use uh, a blog, I'm gonna use it at this stage to this consumer. Um, that way you can be for sure you can avoid a lot of mistakes and 80% um, of the time it's going to work. So that's why the strategy before you start doing anything is very important to a business. So what do you think about repurposing content? Because since we're talking about the long-term game when it comes to content, I think repurposing content is something that all brands should be capitalizing on. So what do you have to say on that? Absolutely. Repurposing content is, it should be the fundamental um, um, principle for, for content marketers out there because you know why? Um, when you repurpose content, you save money. And um, for example, um, you, you, you use a video or you use a blog article. This video or blog article can be uh, cut down into different pieces or sections that could be repurposed uh, as an Instagram post or as a LinkedIn post or, or even as a quote uh, or even as a checklist. So you see, just by producing one content, you can produce six or seven contents following up. Um, so it reduces cost and it reduces your time. And people just love seeing the same thing in a, in a different way because that way, um, whatever channel they go to, they are actually bombarded with your content. And this is very important to, to instill that um, uh, presence in a consumer's mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was a brilliant answer, Lavish. So I think this discussion is taking a really nice form. So is there anything specifically that you want to address after this, Lavish? 
Um, yes, I do. People, um, when they think about content marketing, immediately they talk about blog articles, videos, all of that. But comics are the first type of content marketing out there because you know why? Um, kids especially, they love reading comics because of the rich storytelling, the high quality images, uh, which really builds that strong relationship between uh, the, the producer and the reader. And another thing is that um, when, when, you want really, when you really want to become a great content marketeer, all you have to do is focus around you, especially kids. You can learn so much by just observing kids for your content marketing. I mean, trust me on that. Uh -huh. Yes, I definitely will trust you on that because as I know, you already have a eight-year-old yourself. I'm sorry, an uh, eight-month-old yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, eight-month, not eight-year-old. <laughs> not yet, not there yet. <laughs> yeah. So I think I can definitely trust you on this because you have first-hand experience. But you've told me what content strategy is and what content marketing is. I often notice people getting confused between these two terms as well. So there's a very interesting uh, analogy that I came across. And this was said by Robert Trost from the Content Marketing Institute. So what yep. he said is that content marketers draw on the wall with magic markers, while content strategists do the final lines with finer pens. So what, what do you have to say on this, it's it's an interesting uh, visualization actually, and it's 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 hundred percent true, um, because um, these two um, pillars of content creation, I would say, uh, the marketeers and the strategy, they they combine and work together. Because at one side uh, you have these marketeers, content marketeers, that really uh, focus on the the content creation, and while on the other side you have these people, um, the strategists, that know exactly what type of content is good and fits. Uh, where, when to push, and how to push. So if you mix these two um, uh, people together, you have a blast of a content. Because in order to become a content strategist, you need to have done content marketing. Uh, because a content strategy is, 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 is not the foundation, but it's the next level of content marketing. I mean, uh, uh, people can be excellent mar marketeers, but they cannot be excellent strategists. You know? uh, so you need that mind, that vision, that long-term goal in your head. And not just creating um, stuff uh, just like this, you know? Um, so, any last words before we wrap up the session, um, Basically, have a blast, create, try, do whatever you like, just follow your passion. Uh, of course, yeah, you can follow your head, but um, emotion comes from the heart, not from the brain. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> I think that's a great message to leave our audience with. And this brings us to the end of this episode, Namish. Thank you so much for being here. It's been lovely talking to you and I definitely hope to see you again on our show, Namish. Sure. Thank you again for inviting me. It's been a great blast sharing my experience to all of you out there. Hope I've been useful and um, maybe looking forward to coming back uh, on another episode. I'd love to have you back on our show, Navnish, and I bet everybody found this useful, so you don't have to worry about that as well. Hey guys, so now we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you for sticking around with us till now. I will see you in our next episode of Kapapras. Take care and stay safe.